First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast, pod of the everyman. I'm here with my co-host, Drew, reporting live from the wonderful Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Drew, how's it going, bro? There's no days off in the podcasting game, my friend. No, nobody gets the clock out tonight. No, but ah, thanks for stealing my friggin' line, bro. No one gets the clock out early today. Bam. All right, brought, so... Brought the gear, it all, it all made its way through the... Uh, the new work at Orlando International Airports, and we're ready. I've been been talking about Fight Week for two and a half months now, so can't you miss are it. A, you are a legend and a champion, and Drew and his special lady friend have a um, have something to get to. So we are going to fly through this. On that note, so soon positions. Three, two, one. Uh, I don't even know if you have beers in your room, but I might have to do all the drinking for us. I got a. Uh, a nice, nice diet co- cola in my hand. All right, all right, sweet. I got a uh, this is a new one for me. Yellow Bridge, out of Delmont, PA. Green Light Citra Pale Ale, five and a half percent. Been looking forward to this for a while. Okay, okay. Oh yeah. All right. Nice, nice. Oh, man, it's really light. It's almost like a light beer. Um, all right. So uh, let's get into Taylor Ramirez. It is here. It is. We've been man. talking about it. Josh um, Taylor, Jose Ramirez, 17-0 Josh Taylor, 26-0 Jose Ramirez, undisputed, 140 pounds, the second time it'll ever be done. Who was the first to ever do it? Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford. Yeah, so this, uh, and if the rumor is the winner of this is going to move up to fight Crawford because... We can't find anyone else to fight him, which is just ridiculous. But that's neither here nor there. I'm super pumped for this fight. I get super pumped for undisputed unifications because we don't see him anymore because everybody's just trying to protect their zeros. Um, and these guys are explosive offensive fighters. Um, so it should be exciting. It's free on ESPN. Free uh, on ESPN, baby. Yeah, so... Yeah, so like I said, both of these guys are offensively-minded fighters. Uh, Ramirez is almost, you know, we've said it a bunch in this pod, a lot of the, the Mexican Mexican fighters, their style is go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. There's, there's no other mentality. They're coming at you the entire fight. They're pressuring you. They're throwing a lot of punches. Uh, and Jose Ramirez is no different. Um, you know, he, he wants to get on the inside, he takes a lot of chances to get on the inside, which is why he's the he's the number one at, at the weight class. He gets hit more than any other any other fighter. Um, 16, 16 punches per round he gets landed with. Um, but man, he's got some devastating hooks, some uppercuts. Not a real. I, I know there's some stats that say he's he's really good at, at using the jab, but the fights that I watched him. He doesn't really utilize it a ton. I mean, he's he's trying to do damage to the to the body and, and catch it with a with a hook. Um, so that's kind of his style. Josh Taylor, 
kind of the same. He he's definitely the more technically sound boxer. British, you know, not 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 surprising. He fights that British style. Um, I mean, he's Scottish. He's actually same, a Scotsman. I, I was gonna say, is that in in boxing? Is that the same thing, basically? Scottish. I don't know. And, and British. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know about international. What? How they consider? They the Scotsman would probably tell you no, but yeah. I, think I mean, he's got a flag. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got he's got a UK the same flag Anthony Joshua has in their box rec profiles. So we're gonna we're gonna say they're the same. But uh, um, you know he. He also has very, very damaging hooks and uppercuts that just lay guys out. His last fight, he laid that one, um, one hook to the liver in a first round, devastating first round knockout. Just, yeah. just took the life right out of his opponent. Um, I can't even pronounce his name. Kong Song, Kong Song, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which is just I know kind of ridiculous. Um, he's tall. He's tall at the weight at his at one forty. He's five ten with a sixty nine and a half inch reach. I think he's got two inches on Ramirez. Oh no, oh, Ramirez. I, I Ramirez say, is five. No, Ramirez is five. They're all. Too. They're both five ten. Ramirez has three inches on the reach on him. On the reach, yeah. So yeah. it was. I, Taylor must have been wearing some lifts in the uh, the way or the the face off today because he definitely had a couple inches on him in the uh, when they were when they were. They, I'm serious. If you look at it, Cambosis did the same thing to Tio. He wore like sneakers that had five inch lifts on them um, just that's to be funny. taller. Uh, that's. I think Floyd used to do that way back when, but. Uh, you know, Taylor, ta- ta- it's interesting when you look at their opponents, Taylor's total opponents in his 17 fights are 110 and one. So he's definitely fought some major competition here. Um, again, some other interesting facts. Uh, Ramirez, Ramirez is kind of reminds you of Burchell just in some of his stats. He's number one in punches thrown, number one in punches landed per round. Total connect rate, he's number one. And again, again, his jab connect rate is number one as well. Uh, and Taylor, the one thing Taylor has is he's number one in landing power shots. So the, the, the way for these guys to win the fight, in my opinion, Ramirez just has to be Ramirez. You know, keep attacking, try, mm-hmm. to, catch, try to catch Taylor with the volume of punches with something that's going to hurt him. And for Taylor, I think he needs to actually effectively use his jab. He doesn't really do that. Like, he kind of just uses it to set up other punches. I think he needs to use that jab um, and the Keep check Ramirez hook. away from him. Very – he it, – it's different because he's not going to have the same reach advantage. But he, he needs to fight a style similar to what Jamel Herring did against Frompton. Frompton's okay. a guy who likes to come, come at you, get in the inside. Every time Ramirez does that – he's going to throw a jab or a check hook and make him pay for it and just start wearing him down with those. Another, another point in this fight, Drew, sorry to interrupt your flow, but um, Taylor is a Southpaw and Ramirez is Orthodox. So um, the battle of the front foot is going to be very interesting here. I I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be like a, like a chess match battle of that front foot just, just to set up what these guys want to do. So I'm interested to see that as well. Yeah, and it'll be cool. The whoever so whoever does win here, it'll if Ramirez wins, he'll be the first ever Mexican four belt champion. Uh, and if Taylor wins, he'll be the first ever four belt Scottish world champion. Which again, this is why this stuff excites me because you just you just don't see guys try to go for undisputed anymore. Like, yeah, you've seen. I you know, Loma started it a couple of years ago. I mean, obviously Crawford did it at one forty. So let's give let's give him his credit. But he was the know, first. Th- these guys, whoever does whoever wins Saturday, will be the second. 
The second at 140, yeah. I'm just at saying, 140, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, that, but you just don't you just don't see guys going for all four belts because again, they're yeah. they're more worried about business and they're just more worried about protecting their zeros. So uh, it's really cool. Um, the blood, sweat, and tears. If anybody, you know, definitely watch this fight. I don't think we've recommended yeah. a fight to, to watch that hasn't been good. Um, yeah. So that's why I wanted to jump in on a little bit, Drew. Um, so number one, uh, just to set it up before we get to the predictions, I guess. But number one. The, like the thing about boxing fans, we always say we we can't have nice things. Yeah, this is a nice thing. Like yes. to, th- like we always complain that the fights that should be made don't get made. This is the fight that should be happening, and and it's we're finally doing it. It is two. Oh, there's that Disney buzz. We are uh, doing, here. we are doing two undefeated champions who are there should be fighting to unify, and they are, and it's in Vegas. It's going to be great. The blood, sweat, and tears, uh, just to piggyback off what you were about to say, or I guess get out in front of you, but um, two things I wanted to point out. One, hilarious, Josh Taylor's personality was coming out because uh, they were showing in some of his training he was taking a break, and he went to like an antique store and was waving a sword around, and he was yeah. doing all, all the quotes from... Um, Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart, like, the English are too many, and it was just cracking me up. And then um, Ramirez, I friggin' fallen in love with this guy because he's actually American, but his parents were Mexican that came over for immigrants, and they were agricultural workers, and they um, picked a lot of fruit in California in the summers. And he worked with his parents in the field, you know, picking uh, whatever in, in in California agriculture. And his his mom and him were walking through the orchards and stuff. And his mom was like, you would come and you would, you would do the work with me 12 hours a day and you would go to the gym. I love you. You're such a great son. And so then he was going back to the agricultural workers, telling them he's fighting for them. And I'm just like, dude, I, I freaking love it. Like, like immigrant coming to America, busting their butts. Now he's a champion. and He's fighting for, you know, hardworking people. Like, I just freaking love it so much. So I gotta admit, I'm a little bit pulling for Ramirez here, but but Taylor seemed like they're both really classy dudes, good dudes. Taylor was cracking me up as well. So the blood, sweat, and tears was was really worth it. Uh, there, there's two episodes. They're both like 20 couple minutes. Um, real really cool, kind of like behind the curtain uh, kind of stuff. But anyway, what what were you gonna say on that? Uh, I couldn't tell when I was muted or not muted. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I love these things. I, I've been repping them up because they just remind me of the old school HBO 24-7s. Um, but it was really cool. It gives you a chance, like I said, if you're, you're like, oh, I don't know who these guys are. Why should I bother? There are two quick 22-minute like segments if you watch it on YouTube with no commercials. And they're just cool. It just tells you a little backstory on the fighters, kind of where they got to where they are. You know, cool montages with like cool music in the background. Um and it's exciting stuff. So I, I highly recommend it. It's again, yep. and it's a, it's a free fight. I you know we haven't let you down in recommending ones that you should watch. Uh, and this is definitely excuse me, this is definitely one of them. Yep. All right. So getting to the lines here, Josh Taylor is the favorite right now. He's at minus two fifty. Ramirez is a plus one ninety five. Um, getting down to the technicals of it, Ramirez to win by stoppage is plus six fifty. Ramirez to win on the cards is plus 350. Taylor to win by stoppage is plus 375. Taylor to win on the cards is minus 121. The over under rounds is 10 and a half. 
all right, Drew, to go the distance is minus 305. Wow. What do you got? So it was so funny when we were debating uh, whether or not I was going to be able to do the show tonight and uh, you were trying to get my picks here. Uh, I really like Taylor. I'm a big Ben Davidson fan. I'd love to see Taylor win because I don't think Ben Davidson's ever going to get the credit for Tyson Fury because he didn't, he wasn't his trainer when he beat Wilder. Um, you know, Taylor, I think Taylor is the better boxer. Um, but you know what? I've picked, I've picked the favorite in all three of these types of fights that we've had. I've all logic tells you that Josh Taylor should win the fight, but I'm going to say Jose Ramirez takes it. I think he catches him with something just off guard and hurts him just like he hurt Hooker. I don't think he's going to hurt him as early as he hurt Hooker in the sixth round, but I think when we get into the deep waters, I, I think I think ninth, oh, I can't, my favorite round, I think eighth or ninth round, I think that Ramirez is going to catch him. And nice. I think, and, and I think it's going to be, I don't I don't think he's going to, it's going to be a 10 count. I think it's going to be, he's going to hit him with something, and he's going to be so dazed, he's not going to be able to defend himself. And, and the ref's going to jump in? I just, I see, the, I, I think it's going to be almost identical to Hooker, to be honest with you. That's that's how I see it. I'm, again, we've... So that's been, plus between, 650 in any round. I wasn't prepared. I didn't have all the rounds. Um, I, I can pull that. But my prediction is, you know, I I think it's, I think Ramirez is going to come out fast, and I think Taylor's going to just counter him just perfectly. And then I think Ramirez is going to deep reach deep down, go, go for that second push. And I, I, I'm actually thinking Ramirez on the cards. I, I, I don't doubt either one of these guys' power. These guys can hurt each other. Um, what I also do not doubt is these guys' endurance. And just from watching kind of their workouts and stuff, I was like, that's something that kind of jumped out at me was like the these guys like if there's gonna be a tko i i almost think the other way like like taylor just because i think i think taylor might end up being in better shape um but i'm gonna go with ramirez on the cards just just leaving it all out there i would expect he's gonna have the hometown crowd being in vegas so that that might play a factor with the judges being you know kind of like the same, giving him a swing round or something. Yeah. Well, that was a big that was a big story that it was the same three judges um, from his last fight against uh, Pactel. I can't pronounce anyone's fucking name. Um, yeah, which um, people which people thought they gave him a huge edge. Which I get. I mean, either way, I mean that's you know he's the champion. It's not like he was going up against you know Josh yeah. Taylor. So Ramirez in the. Eighth and ninth round is both forty to one. Interesting. Um, yeah, All right. Well I'm, well, I'm going Ramirez. So you're going Taylor. No, I'm going Ramirez on the cards. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, and, and you're okay. going Ramirez by stoppage. I think so. Yeah, we, we, I think so. Well, do these lines move a little bit. No, uh, they've been moving a lot. Of, I was watching. I was just they're going to move a lot as yeah. as as the fight approaches. Well, I, so. yeah, I was just watching the state of boxing show they have on ESPN, and it's moved a lot of big money came came in on Taylor, which moved the line. But then a okay. lot of money started coming in on uh, on Ramirez. Yeah. Either way, can't cannot wait. We we get something nice, and the rest of the card. Honestly, there might be a little bit going on, but I, I don't know. We said that last week, and everyone in the boxing world was just thrilled with how how the fights came out last week. So whatever, I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's it's free, so who cares? 
Yeah, about exactly. Who cares about the undercard? Yeah, it's on ESPN. It'll be late, but it'll be fun. Um, all right, Drew. Let's keep this moving so you you can meet all your requirements down down but real, in. But real quick before we move Walt from Disneyland, boxing, yeah, go cause ahead because we, we got to say it. So arbitration came out. Wilder has to yeah. fight. Fury has to fight Wilder. The Anthony Joshua fights off. Uh, they're looking. It's verbally been agreed to either July 24th or August 14th. We're going to see Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder part three. Uh, it sucks because it's going to derail an undisputed title fight, and it's impossible to get those together, so it sucks it's going to happen. I'll say Wilder absolutely deserves the fight because it, he was contract- contractually obligated to do it, and he didn't have to even give Fury the second fight, um, but he did. It's just a shame that he acted the way he acted after the fight with some of the most erroneous excuses in the world as to why he lost because um, it just dampens what should which should be something we're all excited about but you know we're not going to be that's 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 well said um an early all, prediction t- Deont- take away Deontay, all the other Deontay wilder knockout oh my god early prediction take um, t- that would be just so insane but yeah take away all the other factors we should be really excited for part three of the trilogy um okay moving on pga championship we forgot to give our picks last week um this is the longest course in the history of majors, 7,700 yards, and it's down in Kiowa on Kiowa Island, and it is um, uh, there's it's there's just a ton of wind down there, and so some some of these holes are going to play shorter. Excuse me, some are going to play even longer. Kiowa Island Golf Resort. I saw Bryson DeChambeau hit a pitching wedge from 200 yards today because of the wind. Insane. Um, anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as, as we get into the weekend. Um, and, and my picks, um, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like every major, I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson and, and Justin Thomas, who are not near contention right now. The other guys that, that tickled me this weekend was, um, Xander Shoffley. He's not in contention. Basin Hoot caught my eye. He's at minus one and Gary Woodland. They were minus two. And then I, it caught my eye, and wait, I have the have the odds here, because um, Ricky Fowler, who didn't even make the mag, ma, the ma, uh, the Masters, um, was in this one, and I'm like, can Ricky please do something? He is 150 to one to win, and he's actually oh, in wow. contention right now. So, okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying I would have picked Ricky, but I did want to bring him up. The, like, please, please, Ricky, please, we yeah. love you. Please do something good. Well, the, the two names I had written down were uh, Corey Connors and uh, Victor Hopkins. So. <laughs> so those are the two guys that I really liked coming into today. Yeah. So, uh, Which is funny because – how, re- how, lo- how are those guys looking? I haven't checked. Those are the, the two leaders. Board. Those oh, are the wow. two leaders. What yeah. are the odds? Well, it's really funny because you you realistically would have picked Hovland 18-1. Yeah. to 1. And um, and Kepka. Kepka, who was 45-1. Yeah. to 1. So And they're, they're both in contention. So Yeah. So um, Con- Connors, I just randomly figured the other day. I was like, yeah, I kind of like his name. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love, Can- I love Canadians. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, all right. So moving right along, NASCAR pit stop. I, I don't – if I – I might go over a minute, but that's okay. Cause you know I, what? I, I, take, take your time. You've been excited about this track. Take your time. Yes, I'm excited. So I could do last week – I could do last week really simply. Uh, it was in Dover, the Monster Mile – 
We had Kyle Larson at four and a half to one. He dominated the whole freaking race. Whoever was out in front was going to win because they got the clean air. And then on the last restart of the race with like 80 laps to go, he got passed. I honestly, I forget who he, I was. I think it was Alex Bowman. I was too pissed off because he, uh, it was Bowman. And like, I was like, you freaking blew that for us. And he acted like he didn't even care afterwards. And I was like, what a loser. So, but this week, this freaking week, for everyone out there who's saying NASCAR is just people driving in a circle, this week we have a brand new track. This track was just built in 2010. They've been doing like F1 races on it. It is the first time NASCAR has ever raced here. It is down in Texas in, um, I believe it's Austin, and it's COTA, C-O-A-T, Circuit of the Americas. It is a road course. And the first turn is a hairpin turn. Like, whoever's on the inside might have to come to a complete stop in in the first turn in traffic on the restarts. Like, they did a virtual one. And, like, yeah, the inside cars almost had to come to a stop to basically make a U-turn in that first turn. Oh, man, I can't wait. Um, It is – road courses are always so much fun. The one in California and Sonoma and wine country – typically isn't as dramatic as the one in upstate New York. This one down in Texas, I can't wait. The other highlight is the start-finish line is basically like in like a tunnel slash shoot slash like alley. Think of like very close together stands on either side of the the start-finish like finish like straight away. So I can't freaking wait. I I don't know what in the world is going to happen. Um my picks for this week, um, oh, where'd they go? Uh, Chase Elliott is plus 240. That's two, uh, 2.4 to 1. Uh, and Martin Truex Jr. is 450, 4.5 to 1. They've been dominating the short tracks the past couple years. That's why. Th- so we're going to pick those two guys. And then the two wild cars, uh, two old older guys. Kyle Busch used to dominate all the road courses, 13 to 1. And Brad Keselowski, once upon a time, was good at road courses, 20 to 1. And if anybody's going to have, like, a weird strategy that might give him an edge here on an unknown track, it's going to be Brad Kez. Um, The other wild card I'm going to throw out there, the only guy on the circuit right now from Texas is Chris Boucher, plus 245 to make the top 10. So eh, that's that's just an interesting thing, too. Anyway, super freaking pumped. We get a third road course on the docket. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Um, that's all I got on that. I love it. I'm excited. Yes, it's I'm a excited big weekend. Big weekend of the of the non traditional sports between the boxing, the golf, and the NASCAR. And now two traditional sports we want to co- cover: uh, hockey. I wanted to make a quick correction um, because I had. Vegas winning that division last week and then either simultaneous with the pod or whatever I ha- had up at the time just was not updated um, and it was a situation where uh, Colorado actually ended up winning that division uh, and my notes are not here from last week and I thought they were that's okay um, so what I'm gonna say is that basically just flip-flop my prediction for those two but but still Vegas and Colorado in the second round. Um, and let me just pull up the scores right now because those those two teams are playing now. 
Vegas series is tied 1-1. They're actually down 2-0 right now at the end of the first. Um, Florida Panthers came back and won today, so that's 2-1 Lightning. Penguins took a 2-1 lead. Canadians took a 1-0 lead. Um, and then Capital, the Bruins are leading that series 2-1. Carolina is leading that series 2-0. The Jets are leading 1-0. Here it is. The Avalanche are leading 2-0. Um, anyway, so that that there's the second round on is still good. Um, just wanted to mention that real quick. And then the other traditional sport, NBA. Man, how about that play-in game between the Lakers and the Warriors? That Man, was your that brother was, was so wrong about that 25-point blowout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So I was definitely, I was, obviously I got the winner, right? But I was definitely wrong on it being a blowout, which I was at least glad that a decent amount of uh, the sports world agreed with me that it shouldn't have been a close game. Um, listen, the Lakers couldn't hit anything in the first half. Everybody was shooting terrible. Uh, they came out with intensity in the second half and absolutely just, you know, blew the doors off the warrior there in the third quarter. Um and then, man, like, Steph got hot. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins has actually played himself into being tradable, which is great news for the Warriors at this point. And Draymond played awesome defense. Uh, and it came down, LeBron hit a fucking prayer from 34 feet, which was just insane. I, I can't even – even his nonsense afterwards with the three rims or whatever that bullshit was. Like, I don't yeah. even care. It was, such, it was such an amazing shot. It's like whatever you want to put – whatever you want to dress it up with, you don't even need to dress it up. It was just awesome. Um yeah, that yeah, it was that whole fourth quarter was really good. Yeah. There was a lot of BS call. Like the Lakers were getting the the vast majority of the calls, but like Steph was playing awesome, Draymond was playing awesome, LeBron was playing great. Um and yeah, cuz he got poked in the eye by Draymond, which quite honestly, I was a little bit surprised they didn't call the flagrant. I couldn't believe. It. Well, he, uh, he all, you know, I don't I, I wonder if him se- like overselling it actually hurt his case. Uh, probably he, he definitely stayed down on the ground as if he had just gotten like you know his legs taken spy, out yeah, like, like body slammed yeah. by andre the giant so um yeah it was awesome though again i'm not gonna i, I fin- you know, yeah he you know, so yeah, so that he, that's where the comment came in of he was saying like oh i saw three rims out there so i just aimed for the middle one yeah. which was- i guess i guess when he caught the pass i guess he was aiming for the middle ball too um <laughs> Credit Kevin Lacey for that joke. Um, yeah, that no, was dude, good. Dude, it was, dude, it was awesome. Um, and then in the shout out to um, my brother, if if you didn't listen to our two our, our inaugural two for one two beers podcast, uh, my brother when they were talking about the MVP, uh, my brother said, you know, hat tip to Chris Paul because basically they took that from a non playoff team to the two seed in the West. Sure enough, LeBron in the post game, which he's always going to try and make himself seem like the underdog or whatever. But he even said, like, hey, Chris Ball's been playing an MVP caliber all season. And part of me was just like, screw you, LeBron. But part of me was like, yeah, that's right. Two Beers podcast all over that. So, Well, you were all over it, not the Two Beers podcast. So we'll, 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 get, we'll give you the credit because I was not all about I didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. Um well, I, well, I said that they would improve, but Tori is the one that mentioned him as M, for MVP oh, yeah, yeah. caliber. Oh, I yeah, I got you. I got you. Which um, I think, I think the birthday boy just just came online here, Tori. There he is. Could you hear that? We there did. We did. Con- good. Congrats. Yeah. 
Happy uh, birthday. Wanted, wanted to bring you on for for the birthday wishes and, and just, uh, you know, just to, to lavish some praise on you for the Chris Paul shout-out. So good job on that. Thank you. Appreciate that. That beer splashed all over the place. That was, oh, yeah. Uh, I know the struggles. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it looks like everything's set now because the after an abysmal showing against the Celtics the other night, the Wizards just absolutely blew out the Pacers. But that's pretty much what they need to do. They just need to play teams that are five games under 500 like them that are half their teams hurt, and then they can they can dominate. I guess that's kind of their script. But uh, good bounce-back game from uh, for both Russ and Beal because they were both atrocious in that big game in uh, – Jason Tatum was awesome with his 50 burger. So, yeah, that was they were t- they were rough. Yeah, so it'll I I we we talked about it on the 2 for 1. I actually think the Grizzlies are going to win tomorrow night. You're you're sticking with the Warriors, Tori? Uh, yeah, I I think uh I think Steph uh more or less wills them to win. Jo, who do you who do you like tomorrow night? Yeah, I agree with Tori. I think I think Steph more or less wills them to win. Yeah, I hope you're both right because I I I want to wanna, watch. Well, yeah, and I want to see the quote unquote defensive player of the year be completely unplayable in the fourth quarter of a first round playoff series. In the fourth quarter of a first round playoff series against an eight seed, I can't wait. It'll be just so awesome to watch them have to bench Gobert against the Warriors. Um, yeah, because he can't because he Good can't point. guard Steph, but he's going to take Ben's award. So it should be it should be fun though. Um, and now our our our. Uh, our Lakers Suns bet's official, so someone's going to be twenty dollars yep. richer here in about a weekend. I, well, I guess I'll, what's it going to take? Three I was, to I, was I was, I was almost pissed at Steph for costing me twenty dollars. I was <laughs> going to be upset. Um, what do we got? Is it what's the first round take now? Three weeks since we're not in the fake bubble anymore. Like, yeah, is that how long it's going to take? Three weeks. <laughs> I believe so. Seven travel days. Uh, yeah. yeah, it should be. It should be fun. I'm a. I'm ah uh, man. Bucks. Bucks. He's still got me a lot of wood right now just thinking about that happening so yeah i gotcha but we'll, all right. we'll do we'll probably do a two for one maybe sunday night we'll do one after the first all the games will be done uh the game ones will be done maybe we'll do one and get our initial yeah we're gonna do a two for one next uh, we'll have their week, first so. uh playoff win in eight years yes sir Fifteen thousand sold out <laughs> nice all right guys um well to let's parlay yeah, let's get to the parlay and get keep this keep this party moving, Drew. So um, I'm going first. You, all right, go ahead. Jose Ramirez. We're gonna take. Nice. We're gonna, we're gonna take since we both. Just, since, well, I got stoppage. And you have cards. So let's just take him to win. All right, perfect. I love it. Yeah, we'll take okay. Him, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll throw some juice fight night on uh, on some parlays, but or on some our, some of our own like parlays. But that's okay. what we'll do for this. All right, so that's Saturday night. Um, tour. Uh. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do. God, I, I hadn't looked at anything until now. I'm gonna do. Oh, the 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 Blazers are a dog in Game One. I'm gonna take the Blazers. Ooh, how many points we getting? Uh, one. They're plus ah, one. Damn it. But uh, I mean, I I think they're gonna win. I think I look for a huge Damian Lillard game. Okay, and you know so what? Blazers. The Celtics are minus, or the Nets are minus eight versus Celtics. You know what? I'm staying away from NBA. I'm I'm gonna take uh, whoever the Pittsburgh Pirates are playing. The Braves at four ten. I'm gonna take the Braves. Oh, the Braves been sucking, aren't they? Haven't they? Ah, they're twenty and twenty three. I'm gonna take the Braves. 
So we got the Braves money line. We got the Blazers. Um, the Bla the Blazers with the points, and yeah. we got Ramirez to win. What a friggin' parlay! Love it. Okay, let me take my last swig of beer. One. Ah, all right. Beer two, three, two, one. Oh wait, can't get it. Three, seven, nine, fourteen. Ah. All right. This is also fifty. This is also Yellow Bridge. Along came Polly. Anyone? Little, little dude. Oh yeah. Pale. I, yeah. Before he interrupted, I was all about that. Oh yeah. 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 Um, little dude, pale ale, five point four percent. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. Who is that by? Who is that beer by, Jordan? I, I, Ye I, Yellow Bridge out of Delmont. Okay. Um, all right, Drew. So what beer two is, is Drew's update. He's I, I finally got this, this dude to watch Yellowstone. He's been binging it. Give us the update, baby. Yeah. And I, I only got about two minutes left before I got to uh, go go to a, a reservation. But um, so you guys can stay on and bullshit a little bit and uh, give the fans some some goodies here. But that's all right. I will say I definitely you didn't watch Tori. Have you watched Mad Men? I have not. No. 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 Mad Men. Nobody. Nope. I definitely thought that this show was going to be more Mad Men. Like I didn't. I definitely didn't expect it to be more Game of Thrones, which is like <laughs> awesome of people just like killing each other like left and right for no reason and uh, just all hell breaking loose. Um, where season season one was was really good. I think when we first when we talked last week, I only got through two episodes, but season one was awesome. Um, a lot of great killings, which was awesome. Always great in the western. <laughs> um, just dumping people off the sides of mountains with their duffel bags and the horse saddle. The horse saddles is the best part, that they're all walking around with their own horse. <laughs> they, they walk around with their own horse saddles, like their cell phones, and they're, that, that's that got to go off their ravine with them. Um, yep. Season two. You, you, mean to the, you mean to the train station? Yeah, to the train station, um, which at this point, like, you think word would have got around that, hey, guys, like, if you go to the uh, Dutton Ranch, uh, the train station's uh, uh, just another word for they're going to shoot you in the face. Um but it, you know, season two, I gotta say, I I expected more just because we, me and Jo had a side conversation that it just gets brutal and awful like each episode. But there's only been a couple killings, so I was expecting like crazy killings left and right. Um, Did we ever determine how many episodes are in season two? We have not yet, but I'm through seven. Um, Costner has definitely gotten more bearable. He's still doing truisms, but not like every other line. Like now, it's like really. Maybe it's like every like four seasons. I think I think, I think you just get used to it after so maybe, long. Maybe that's what it is. Um, Rip is by far the man. I love you have him. three. You have three more episodes in season two. Okay, yeah. Rip Rip is tremendous and fantastic. I can't I, I can't get enough of him. Exactly. Uh, Beth definitely got started to get on my nerves until she was then um, assaulted, got kidnapped, and almost the. Uh, you know, rape. Uh, yeah, rape for lack of a better word, and was basically just talking shit to the uh, the guys that had her at gunpoint the entire time, calling them losers, which was all like basically saying they don't have the balls to do it. Um, yeah. The only uh, I I don't I, I don't really 
get their whole thing with Jamie. It's like, Jamie, go kill yourself. Jamie, go kill yourself. And then Jamie's in a field about to kill himself. And it's like, God, you're selfish. <laughs> it's like, well, which is it? What do you want him to kill himself or not? Um, Casey, I still don't care either way really about him. I know, and I, I think I'm supposed to care the most about him, but I just don't. Um, and Jimmy and the old man are just precious. I love those two guys. Yeah, um, Jimmy. It's basically when they, when they duct tape Walt, him to the horse. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's basically Walt. Their relationship is basically like Walter White and Jesse before Walter White just completely broke bad. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Highly recommend it. Uh, I've been just and the panorama shots in in that show are are just so amazing of Yellowstone and just just the the plains and yeah. oh my gosh and it's, I don't even it's, care it's for, gorgeous. I, I don't even typically care for that kind of stuff but yeah they are really cool um, it's gorgeous yeah if you're gonna like I said if you're gonna watch it don't have small kids around because even though it's on Peacock that doesn't want the Godfather and his hoe train on uh, the network there is cursing nudity and that kind of stuff um, and murders so it's a pretty, yeah it's a pretty pretty graphic murdering. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of uh, not really sure where they go from here, um, the last three episodes, but I'm kind of excited because basically, like everybody's just gonna die, and I haven't decided if <laughs> I, I, I haven't decided if the scene in the first, ep- the very first scene in the first episode of season two, where um, the new chief of the reservation, where he is like looking on like um, land that's set on fire, and they're um, the land developer guy like was half burnt. I don't know if that was like a flash forward or not. And that's like actually something that happened. Cause I could totally see those two brothers like dead and everybody else just completely scorched, but it's been, it's been a ride. And that's probably the most disappointing part about uh, being away is that I don't get to finish this week, but I'm used to not finishing. So it'll, uh, you know, just be par for the course. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's nothing new for you. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you think. I'm sure. I'm sure by next week. When do you get back from Disney? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Okay. I'm sure by by the time we record next, you'll be done with the series. So, with the, your your prolific binging uh, abilities. So, looking looking forward to hear your final review of uh, by the time we get through season three because. Um, man, uh, you, then you'll see where we're caught up to. And there's just more and more effed up stuff that happens. Oh, I, I just, I just can't wait to go over it all. So, um, definitely looking forward to that. But, um, Drew, I, th- I think you got to get, get your butt moving to whatever. I mean, I don't know who makes a reservation at, at, at you know, we're recording this. It's like 1045 at night, 11 o'clock at night. I, I don't know what kind of psychopaths you know, make some kind of reservation for something at, you know, I'd be making a reservation to hit the sack with my lady friend, but you know, it's each their own. So that's how it goes, um, bro. Yeah. Um, Portia only hits the stage one time, Jordan. Portia. <laughs> is, is, that what just, said? Well, is this a random big, stripper name? Big kisses boys. So the only reservations at 10. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Drew, All right. see you out there. Big kisses. Sit down, pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. 
Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.